Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with Be Wise as we pick up in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 10. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Thine own friend, verse 10, thy father's friend forsake not, neither go to thy brother's house in the day of your calamity. For better is a neighbor that is near than a brother that is far off. Now this assumes, of course, that your brother is way down someplace and uh, better to just go to a neighbor or to a friend for help than go across the country to your brother. A neighbor that is near is better than a brother that is far off. My son, be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer him that reproaches me. A prudent man foresees the evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. We had basically this same thing in the 22nd. But you remember, these are Proverbs that were gathered together by Hezekiah's men, and in gathering them, they did repeat some that were declared earlier. Take his garment that is a surety for a stranger and take a pledge of him For a strange woman, that also was an earlier proverb in 2016. He that blesseth his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. And that is the guy that's still in the sack. Man, I don't want any blessings at five in the morning, you know. I just called you up to give you a blessing, brother. Well, (laughs) In, in Bible college, we used to have a, guy that roomed in the room next to mine. And he won some kind of contest in Los Angeles years ago, uh, a, a singing contest, and won a scholarship to some voice school to train him for opera. And so he was always using his operatic voice. And he had some peculiar idiosyncrasies beside that. And we used to give him this proverb because he would wake up early and decide to storm heaven with his prayers. And just so loud, he was so loud. You can't believe how loud. This guy did have a voice. I mean, he was loud. (laughs) He used to always, you know, well, bless the Lord. You know, just, just really, you know, put the whole thing into it. So... You do that early in the morning and it really doesn't come across as a blessing. It comes across as a curse. A continual dropping in a rainy day is like a contentious woman. It could be irritating and annoying, I would imagine. Whosoever hideth her hideth the wind. That would be the contentious woman. And the ointment of his right hand which bereath itself. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. We sharpen each other. Whoso keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof, so he that waiteth on his master shall be honored. As in water face answereth to face, so the heart of man to man, like looking into a 
clear pool of water and seeing your reflection. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Very important proverb. Hell and destruction never full. The eyes of a man, if a man is bent towards chasing, bent towards running around, he'll never be satisfied. His eyes are never satisfied, always looking for a new conquest, never satisfied. As the finding pot for silver and the furnace for gold, so is a man to his praise. And though thou shouldest pound a fool in a mortar among wheat with a pestle, yet will not his foolishness depart from him. You can't beat it out of him. Now the next five are coupled together. Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well to thy herds. For riches are not forever. And doth the crown endure to every generation? The hay appeareth, and the tender grass showeth itself, and the herbs of the mountains are gathered. The lambs are for thy clothing. The goats are the price of the field. And thou shalt have goats' milk enough for thy food, for the food of thy household, and for the maintenance of thy maiden. So the idea is diligence in looking over your own welfare, keeping your own flocks and herds. 28. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. The contrast of the wicked and the righteous. We had an awful lot of that early in the Proverbs. For the transgression of a land, many are the princes thereof. But by a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. In, in, when the land is, is bad, there's a, many changes of dynasties, governments, when evil existing. But a man of understanding and knowledge, the state, his, his position will be prolonged. A poor man that oppresseth the poor is like a sweeping rain which leaves no food. They that forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. Evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek the Lord understand all things. This calls to mind the second chapter of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, where Paul that declares that the natural man understandeth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he know them. They are spiritually discerned. But he which is spiritual understands all things, though he is not understood of men. So evil men understand not the judgment. But they that seek the Lord, God gives to us an understanding, a, an, an oedus, an intuitive knowledge of things. 
Better is the poor that walks in his uprightness than he that is perverse in his ways, though he be rich. An honest poor man much better than a perverse rich man. Whoso keepeth the law is a wise son, but he that is a companion of riotous men will bring shame to his father. He that by usury and unjust gain increases his substance, he shall gather it for him that will pity the poor. God will take it away from you and distribute it among the poor. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Prayer at some times in some places is an abomination. Now, we look at prayer as really the highest function of, of a Christian duty or experience. You know, a man in prayer, you see that as the highest form of, of the communion of a man with God. But it is possible that even our prayers can be an abomination. And if, I, if I'm not regarding the law of God, if I turn away my ear from obedience to the law of God, my prayers are useless. The Bible says that God's hand is not short that he cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your sins have separated you from God. The psalmist said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord hears me not when I pray. So my prayer becomes almost deceitful. It's an abomination. I say, well, I know I'm not so good. I know I'm not doing what I should, but man, I still pray. Well, hey, if your hands are filled with blood and you raise those bloody hands to God in prayer, God's not going to hear you. Your sin has separated between you and God. It isn't that God can't hear you. He won't hear you. So prayer becomes an abomination. It becomes a deceitful thing. I think, well, I'm not too bad because I still pray, but yet my prayers are worthless. They're an abomination. Whoso causeth the righteous to go astray in an evil way, he shall fall himself into his own pit. But the upright shall have good things in possession. The rich man is wise in his own conceit, but the poor that hath understanding searcheth him out. When righteous men do rejoice, there is great glory. But when the wicked rise, a man is hidden. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. A lot of people seeking to cover their sins. You try to cover your sin, you're not going to prosper. Be sure your sins will find you out, God said. But whosoever will confess them and forsake them, in John, we read, if a man says he has no sin, he's only deceiving himself. The truth is not in him. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Just confess and forsake your sin. God will be merciful to you. And it shows you the folly of, of going on and trying to cover your sin. You're not going to prosper. You're not going to get away with it. The best thing as far as sin is the confession and the forsaking because then you can have and find mercy. Until you confess and forsake, you're going to have to answer for them. Happy is the man that 
reverences always, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. As a roaring lion and as a raging, ranging bear, so is a wicked ruler over the poor people. The prince that wanteth understanding is also a great oppressor. That is, the prince who lacks in understanding will be a great oppressor of the people. But he that hateth covetousness shall prolong his days. A man that doeth violence to the blood of any person shall flee to the pit and let no man stop him. Whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved, but he that is perverse in his way shall fall at once. He that tills his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that follows after vain persons shall have poverty enough. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. To have the respect of persons is not good. For for a piece of bread, that man will transgress. James rebukes us for having respect of persons in our assemblies. And he points out how that if a person comes in in rags, you have a tendency to push him off into the corner. But if a guy comes in, you know, flashing diamonds and everything else, you say, oh, you know, come on down here, take this place of honor. And he said, hey, you have respect of persons. That's not good. God is no respecter of persons. And for us to have respect of persons is not good. A person who has the respect of persons for a piece of bread, he'll transgress. He that hasteth to be rich, the get-rich-quick schemes, has an evil eye and considers not that poverty shall come upon him. There are a lot of get-rich schemes, or I should say get-rich scams, that are all over the place today. If you haste to be rich, you're looking for a get-rich scam, you're going to lose your shirt. So many people trying to go to Vegas to get rich quick, because every once in a while, some person hits a jackpot down there. And when they hit the jackpot, they make news. The papers publish the fact that this guy hit the jackpot on the dollar machine, won $287,000, and everybody around the country hears it. They don't tell you about the 280000 that went away from Las Vegas selling their watch to the service station attendant in Barstow to get enough gas to get home. For every one winner, there's a thousand losers. He that hastes to get rich, he who's looking for a get-rich scheme, going to end up in poverty. He that rebukes a man afterwards shall find more favor than he who flatters with the tongue. That is, he who rebukes a man afterwards, he'll find more favor than the man who is flattered with his tongue. Whoso robs his father or his mother and says, it's no transgression, 
the same as a companion of the destroyer. He that is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I've determined that we have an ungodly obsession with skinniness. <laughs> I don't find any scripture that talks about the blessing of skinniness. <laughs> he that trusts in his own heart is a fool. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Why? Because the scripture tells us in Jeremiah that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. You don't really know it. So if you trust your own heart, you're a fool. But whoso walketh wisely shall be delivered. He that gives unto the poor shall not lack. But he that hides his eyes, that is from the poor, shall have many a curse. When the wicked rise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. That is a heavy, heavy proverb. The person that is often reproved by God how many times God re has reproved you for your evil? God has reproved you for your sin. And you have hardened your heart to God's reproof. You go right back into the same thing. You do it over again. And God has reproved you. He that being often reproved, you begin to harden your heart against that reproof of God. Now what's going to happen is that you're going to be destroyed suddenly and that without remedy. That is really heavy duty indeed. The sudden destruction that will come upon you without any remedy. It's, it's terrible when, when God says, hey, there's, that's it, there's no remedy and lets a person go. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are ruling, the people mourn. Whoso loveth wisdom rejoices his father, but he that keeps company with harlots is wasting his substance. The king by judgment establishes the land, but he that receiveth gifts overthroweth it. A man that flattereth his neighbor spreadeth a net for his feet. And in the transgression of an evil man there is a snare, but the righteous doth sing and rejoice. The righteous considereth the cause of the poor, but the wicked regards not to know it. Scornful men bring a city into a snare, but wise men turn away wrath. There are cases of this in history in the Bible where the scorners brought the city into battle, into war. But there are other cases where wise counsel saved the cities from destruction uh, or people from destruction. You remember when um, David was 
desiring some food for his men from Naboth. And uh, he had been, his men had been with Naboth's men. He'd been around them and, and David had, you know, sort of overseen the guys. They were protecting them and all. And so when David needed food, he came to Naboth and Naboth cursed David and said, you know, who's David and so forth that I should give him food and was just really rank about it. So David armed his men and he was going to go after old Naboth, going to wipe him out. And his wife Abigail came and said, oh, my husband, he's a dunce. Don't pay any attention. No. Why should you waste your time with a, uh, a, a character like that? Now, you know, here, take this. She brought him a bunch of food and all and, and, uh, and told David just not to, her wise counsel, he said, oh, blessed is your counsel, you know. Because if it weren't for you, I would have, you know, spilled that guy's blood. I mean, I, I was mad at him. I was going to do him in. So through wise counsel, uh, the wars are avor- averted. A city is spared. But through uh, scornful men, the city can be brought into snare and destruction. Return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Proverbs on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Proverbs 27 through 29 when visiting thewordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is the Word for Today. P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you, and may your life be an instrument in God's hand this week. May you have that unusual joy of realizing God's hand is upon my life, and He has used me. May God help you to share His love with those that are still sitting in darkness. In Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. God is looking for someone that He can use to accomplish His purposes on this earth. The apostles were more than willing to be used by the Lord. So what was it that gave them the certain spiritual characteristics necessary to be used by God and to be a powerful, godly influence to change the world? 
Well, in a book entitled The Man God Uses, Pastor Chuck Smith brings the scriptures to life as he examines the book of Acts. He reveals the secret to the apostles' boldness, the five essential components of prayer, and the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. So if you've ever wanted to accomplish more for the kingdom of God and to be an instrument that he can use, then I encourage you to pick up a copy of Pastor Chuck's book, The Man God Uses. To order a copy of this book in print or download a digital copy, please visit thewordfortoday.org or call the word for today at 800-272-9673.